hope everybody's doing well and enjoying a beautiful sunny day. And if it's a dark and dreary day, hopefully y'all are still deriving uh, enjoyment out of it. Uh, today on the podcast, we are going to talk about Jack White's third studio album as an independent solo artist, and that is Boarding House Reach, released on March 23rd of 2018. I'm PJ Mills. And I'm Melanie Mills. And you're listening to Scratch That, our solution for the musical itch. <laughs> Jack White's music has always been a big part of my life, um, and I've been listening to his stuff uh, back in the White Stripes era. Uh, that would have been uh, high school for me, and I loved uh, the White Stripes. They were one of my favorite bands, and still to this day are one of my favorite groups. Um, I just love uh, kind of how they dived into uh, the kind of the way of making music that was very, very simple and stripped down, but the way they were able to still sound so massive in spite of the fact that it was only two of them and they always uh, focused on kind of uh, keeping things simple, I loved it. I just, I loved what they had to do with music and I love Jack White's uh, perspective and all that good stuff. Um, and then uh, when they broke up, that was definitely this massive blow. I was definitely kind of bummed out about that because, you know, I, I think a lot of people, myself included, really wanted to be able to see them in concert and didn't get a chance to. But um, PJ's heart was forever ripped out by that moment. Yeah, it was it was pretty tragic. Um, giant void in his chest. Exactly. Um, but I can say that... Uh, after the fact, obviously, he's been involved with a lot of other musical groups as well as a solo career. And I can say that I I love his stuff now just as much as I did back then. And I think he is pushing the envelope in so many ways and so many directions. And I can say I was ecstatic when I found out that he was coming out with another solo album. And for me personally, like, you, you know, you never know how long artists are going to be around. And for me, I know like, Jack White's been around for a long time, and so any and every piece of music that his name is attached to, I will always, and uh, I will always be excited about. Um, that doesn't always mean I'm going to love everything, but I will always be excited to listen to it. So, uh, mm. why not, Melanie? Why don't you talk about your connection with uh, Jack White's music? Well, obviously, PJ, as you know, um, we actually kind of bonded over um, when we were dating, we were sh sharing our favorite bands and um, we both pretty much at the top of our list were saying, oh, the White Stripes. And so I remember that from us dating and um, absolutely, it was super interesting to me because I actually didn't know too many people who, who liked the White Stripes, which I think is a little ridiculous, but I, mean, they're awesome. I feel like my Texas accent is starting to slip out because I just said, I think. <laughs> Oh, you're good. So, it's cute, girl. I gotta keep it it's, under control. It's cute. You good. <laughs> but anyways, so it just kind of reminds me from our early years when we were dating, um, just discussing bands and kind of connecting on that level, just connecting Absolutely. musically. I also um, adore Meg White. Um, so she, I, I'm a drummer, and she's a huge reason why I felt inspired to go drum because I'm like, oh, there's a female drumming doing it, and um, she's pretty famous, and she's like becoming a household name. And I, I think for me, just kind of growing up, um, while well, the White Stripes were still a band, and then 
even after listening to them, um, high school, college and things like that. It just, I don't know why it just, I was motivated because there was another female who was drumming and kind of doing it. Not that there hasn't been other female drummers in the history of music, but that one was obviously the one that was, um, most relevant, uh, I guess to my time. And Absolutely. so I just felt inspired and I went out and did it because I was like, hey, Meg White's doing it. Why can't I do it? Drumming is not just a boy's game. So Absolutely. I, go get uh, it, girl. Go get girl power. Um, but anyways, so I, I definitely love them for that. Now, I can say I agree with PJ. Um, I have mad respect for Jack White. Um, but I also know, like, you know, there are definitely some albums that have been hit or miss, um, even at, when the White Stripes were banned. Uh, for me. So here we are many years into the future, and I'm excited to discuss this most recent album of his. All right. So as we do with every episode of Scratch That, let's go ahead and jump in and pick our one word to describe the album. And Melanie, why don't you start us off with your one word? I feel like I'm having a PJ moment <laughs> because Embrace my word it. happens to be a food. And oh, that seems oh. to be very common with PJ and his words. I love You food. would think that he was starving, but I, I promise you guys, I feed this man daily, but I don't know. Food, food is, is always on his brain. Food is delicious. <laughs> But anyway, I'm going to have to go with Cheerios. So the little Wait, oh, the the cereal. Cheerios? <laughs> yes. Oh. I have a little story with my word. Give me a moment. Go, go for it. This <laughs> is going to be very interesting. Give me a moment. So today at church, um, you know, one thing, let me start over. I'm that parent now where I uh, bring food into the church to stuff in my child's face, which I know a lot of you are probably going to be like, oh, that's terrible or whatever. But to each their own. And for me, um, this evening after we had gotten through church and um we got home and this is hours later this evening i found a mushy cheerio stuck in my hair y'all mom problems for real because i found this mushy cheerio stuck in my hair and it just would not leave it would not get out of my hair i was having to like basically tear out my hair to get this stupid cheerio out that had been mushed in by my child and i gotta tell you um this album reminds me of that cheerio and it's not not in the negative sense but in the sense that like once it's there it's kind of just stuck there so whether okay. you like it it's catchy enough to be stuck in your head and if you don't like it it's still catchy enough to be stuck in your head in my case on my head like that cheerio well, for all for all you uh, Scratch That fans that are still with us. Uh, Stop. Just joking. All the moms know. All the moms understand. Oh, I hope we have some moms listening to this podcast. That would be awesome. I would love that. Um, but anyways, um, chances are, though, it's a bunch of high school dudes. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. It's okay. It's y'all okay. are loyal y'all, and we love y'all you. Y'all are loyal and we love y'all. Um, all right. So anyways, my word is, brace yourselves, sesquipedalian. What this word means is it basically means a very large word. Um, for me personally, uh, obviously throughout this album, there are, there are a lot of large words that Jack White utilizes lyrically, uh, but then also just a lot of the sounds and the scope and, pardon my French, but the balls of this album is massive. <laughs> it is just... It is so gutsy in so many ways, and I just was kind of blown away with how big this album is. And uh, 
you know, obviously Jack White's music, you know, has always been gutsy and, you know, pushing the envelope and trying new things. But man, there are some moments on this album that legitimately shocked me. I was like, this is incredible. Um, now, obviously, we'll go into more detail when it comes to all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and we'll kind of dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly. But um, let's go ahead and start off with what we really enjoyed about this album. Um, and I'll start us off here. Um, one of the big things and one of the major things that I've always loved about Jack White is his guitar work. It is uh, unlike any other um, and it's obviously heavily reliant on uh, blues and uh, that type of thing, but he just has a way of distorting his guitar that is just wholly original and incredible. And there are some moments on this album that were just earth shattering. And uh, one of the tracks that really stood out to me when it comes to the guitar was uh, Why Walk a Dog, which is track two. Uh, the track itself doesn't actually have uh, a ton of guitar in it. But once it comes in, there's this crunchy distortion fuzz that is just eating away at that guitar tone. And and it's incredible. Like when it when it comes in, because it's kind of a slower song and it's it's a bit of a, you know, kind of a slow blues thing going on. There's a little bit of an electric uh, atmosphere with even even some kind of like uh, I like to call it some record static in it. and it's you know obviously entirely intentional but like man that that guitar once it comes in it is just it just oh my gosh it's incredible like it is just soup it, it's everything blues it is the epitome of the blues like you know he because obviously things are slow and then it, it just glides in and it's it's just earth sh- I don't know how I said that. I know I feel like I'm a broken record here <laughs> but um what the fuzz yeah exactly <laughs> but um but um it's just it it just blew me away with just how I love the grittiness of it. It was just really really cool. Um and then also uh there were a couple other songs that I thought the guitar was great and obviously uh over and over and over. I got to make sure I'm getting the correct amount of overs and overs in there. Um the the guitar work in there is very kind of a uh, it reminded me a lot of like Lazaretto um and kind of the stuff off his previous album as well as Blunderbuss. Um and that song, I thought, had some great guitar work in it. It was very, very Jack White. Um, and then also the uh, Respect Commander. I thought the guitar work in there was awesome. Like, it's mm-hmm. very, very memorable. Very, very bluesy. Um, while still, surprisingly, especially with Respect Commander and then Why Walk a Dog, it obviously it was blues rock like Jack White's known for, but it was it was very, it felt very different for him. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, I didn't hear it and immediately go like, oh, well, that's just Jack White doing what he does. It was like, no, this is kind of like a new take on his blues guitar work. And it was really, really great. I loved it. Uh, but, and I have more I want to go into, but uh, Melanie, why don't you go ahead and throw out some thoughts. Tossing over the ball to me there, PJ. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, so I, I gotta be honest, I was a little concerned about this album when I first heard, um, Connected by Love, because that's one of the uh, tracks that they released early on. And I was like, ah, I don't know. But you know what? I actually really like this album. I actually ended up actually really liking this album. I was concerned and then I, I listened to it once it was released and I became unconcerned. Um, and found myself, um, just having a level of enjoyment I haven't had reviewing in an album in a while. Um, so for me, I got to tell you some of my favorite tracks off the album were over and over and over. 
shocking. Um, and then everything you've ever learned. I've, I really like that one. Oh, and that then also, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you wait, okay. A good chunk of this album, I feel like you have to listen to the song and kind of wait just a little bit. Yes. And then it, it explodes. Um, and in, in a good way, it explodes. So for me, you know, I said everything you've ever learned. There were some amazing explosive drums and lots of cymbals and things like that, which um, also on over and over and over, um, I... I thought that was awesome. Like as a drummer, I was like, yeah, drum fuel. I'm going to go bang on my drums at right now. That's kind of how I felt. So um, I actually love those songs. But yeah, if you can get over maybe those kind of quirky um, tone, like. Welcome to everything you've ever learned. <laughs> if you can't get over the quirkiness. Um, there is there is a lot of beauty in the songs. Um, I also really enjoyed uh, Respect Commander. There was some wonderful, like, kind of bluesy um, tones kind of in that song that I really, really enjoyed. But um, going beyond just track listing, um, one thing that Jack White has always done is I feel like his target audience is so diverse. Like it's such a wide range in age because even my dad, who is 68 years old now, I've been able to share some Jack White um, tracks with him and he's loved it. And my dad is pretty, uh, pretty picky when it comes to music because they just don't they don't make it like they used to they don't make them like they used to in his opinion um yeah my 68 year old dad loves the same music that i love and obviously i'm much younger than him and that's really cool that we have something that we could bond over i also have no problem sharing most of his music um with my daughter um like if we're driving in the car or Mm -hmm. something like that because it's it's fairly clean so that's something that i've always always really appreciated about this music is that there's kind of that wide range with the target audience and i don't feel like this album is so different from that um there's a lot of beauty in this album because of the fact that it does incorporate um a lot of new elements which i love because i do think jack white is at a point in his career where um he can definitely branch out and try to develop new music and i i'm looking for more artists actually to do that Mm -hmm. but then there's also like an appreciation for some of the old music so something that i definitely was reminded a little bit of pink floyd i was also reminded a little bit of chicago and the chicago transit authority which was the first album i ever bought i loved that as a kid and that's why my first concert i ever went to was a chicago concert and there were some elements of that um well, there's a lot of jazz, in, like a lot of jazzy yeah, piano in this like album. And so I was like, oh, it feels kind of like a blast from the past, but it's also so new yeah. and futuristic. And so oh, very much so. I really like that. I can see where maybe this album gets some hate, but we'll go into that a little bit later. I got to yeah, yeah. say one more thing that I also appreciated the lyrics because I am so sick and tired. Number one, everybody knows I'm a music purist. So I thought this album was maybe... A little bit of a stretch because there are synthesizers and I, I've never been the biggest synthesizer fan. I think the biggest, um, the crappiest moment in Rush's history as a band is when they decided to incorporate synthesizers. I'm a firm believer in that. But I think some people can do it right. I think Jack White was able to uh, 
used a synthesizer. I said synthesizers. Synthesizer. <laughs> no. Synthesizers. Uh, no, I think he was able to use um, synthesizers in a very uh, good way where I don't feel like it overpowered any of the actual instruments. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that because those instruments were able to kind of come forward and um, just be awesome. Uh-huh. Because instruments are way better than computerized tones, in yeah. my opinion. Um, that's that's fair so i like that um but yeah a lot of the music nowadays i feel like really heavily relies on this computer uh, computerized electronic sounds and i'm not a fan i just can't this electronic dance movement i not even i can't even be a fan of that and then a lot of those bands lyrically i don't think they're coming up with anything lyrically profound and and so that's my problem a lot with that kind of style of music. But I can say with this music, even with this kind of futuristic elements or it's kind of nowness that uh-huh. is kind of incorporated within this album, I really appreciate it that the lyrics I still felt were very heavy. They were still vulnerable. They were still, um, they made you think in yeah. a way. Because I've told you, I know I've said this in other podcasts. I've said a lot of this in other podcasts. Um, but... I like music that makes you think. I think that's part of what music is for. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciated um, the lyrics on this album. I know, I think some of them have gotten some criticism, though, when I read through, because they're like, oh, what does that even mean? Well, that just means that you're not mature enough to understand it and go by yourself some like... You don't understand the depth of Jack White. I don't know. One you need to wrap your head. You need to wrap your mind around the, the depth. Yeah. So yeah. So I can I can say for me personally, um, and obviously it's the type of thing that uh, Jack White's lyrics have always been a little out there and oddball. Um, but with this album, there's there's a there's a couple tracks that are actually spoken word. Um, oh, the poetry. Yeah, tracks? The, like they're like poetry. I thought that was great. Well, I thought it was very interesting and very. I mean. Here's the thing is Jack White's always been a little out there and he's definitely had songs that maybe include little elements of spoken word. Like I know yeah. in the Union Forever um, off of uh, White Blood Cells from the White Stripes, he kind of had a moment where there was this, uh, you know, the, the guitar went away and then it was just uh, Meg, you know, kicking the bass drum, I think it was. Or maybe mm. it was like a snare. I don't know. But um, and then yeah, he was just a bass drum. Yeah, OK, I don't, I don't know. You said the Union Forever. Yeah, the Union Forever. Yeah, the the part where it's just her hitting the drum and then he's just like it's kind been of, a while since I've listened to that one but yeah I think he, anyway, he's just kind of going off the on. cuff and he's like a yeah. certain man da 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 I, I can't remember the well lyrics, he's but. always been a he's been a bit of a storyteller so exactly. I'm like this works for Jack White exactly I can understand where people might have an issue with him rapping a little bit. Or, you know, they're like, I'm I'm listening to the CD for music. I'm not listening for poetry. But, I mean, come on. I think... He's a storyteller. It, here's he the thing. Stories. I think there are moments that it worked really well. Um, like, I think uh, Esmeralda Steals the Show is mm-hmm. awesome and kind of hilarious, too. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, the thing is, is like, Jack White has this humor about him that is unlike really any other artist that is making music that has kind of comedy to it is the fact that it's like it's it's very intelligent but then there's definitely this this trace of kind of like sarcasm to it that's hilarious you know um because obviously you 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 know you saw that on uh like lazaretto with like um entitlement and uh want and able which is hilarious and then one of my one of my one of the tracks by 
him that I think is one of his funniest is Effect and Cause uh, from Icky Thump. Yeah. That was a White Stripes album. I thought that 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 is a hilarious song. Like that, the first time I heard it, I actually burst out laughing. It is just hilarious. Um, and even is- Esmeralda <laughs> steals the show when it came to the end of the song. And he's like, you people are totally absurd. I just started laughing. I'm like, that, I don't, it's just funny. It's like, it's just hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's, it's very, very like, there's a lot of big, and it kind of ties back into like what I was saying about the, uh, my one word, sesquipedalian. Um, like uh, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> going to read. I'm still re- shocked by that. I know, right? Um, I- I'm actually going to read uh, a little line from uh, Esmeralda Steals the Show. It's. Oh, how a crowd can melt when they've been dealt such a deliciously delicate blow by a barefooted fairy, not with a clang, but a whisper, totally steals the show. I mean, it's it's poetry. It's entirely just poetry. Yeah. But he's saying it, and even just by him saying it, it, it's, it feels musical. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the way he is articulating the words and kind of letting them roll out, he's not just saying it. I mean, he's... I mean, obviously, when you whenever you say poetry, there's kind of a rhythm that you have to kind of get into to like kind of make sure that the the whole the, the way the rhyme works is working for you. But yeah, that there's a couple moments on this album, specifically Esmeralda Stills the Show, that just really worked for me uh, from a poetry standpoint. It, it was it was very Jack White, but it definitely felt yeah. fresh. It didn't feel like oh, Harry's he's, he's doing another poetry thing, yeah. you know. Um, so I, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and see, I can say like, I think with a lot of the kind of preliminary reviews that I did read regarding this album, you read reviews. I did. You read reviews. Naughty. Naughty, naughty. You're not supposed to do that. Well, I mean, I think I'm saying some stuff different from the reviews. So I have my uh, own opinion. Uh, I developed my own opinion. Did you have a review pulled up on research. your computer over there? Are you reading a no, review? No, it's Wikipedia. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I just want to see dates and okay. track you're good, links you're and good, things you're like good. that. Anyways, continue. Uh, PJ, why you got to ruin a perfectly good podcast with your ridiculousness? My hilarious banter. Ridiculousness. Any, anywho, anywhoozle. Um, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, now I know. <laughs> Thanks a lot, PJ. <laughs> um, so for me... Um, I did read a few of the reviews and only because like they mention, oh, Jack White raps and there is poetry. And I, when I first was reading those, I had, we didn't have the album. It hadn't been released or anything yet. Um, and I was really concerned. I was like, what the crap is Jack White doing? Like what, what is happening? Like, is this a midlife crisis? Is he like, you know, selling himself and becoming a pop artist. What is happening? But I got to tell you, once I did listen to the album, once it was finally released, I I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah. Uh, See, it wasn't like a, a big deal. Yeah, no, no. Well, uh, here's like the thing: is okay. So I Station Zebra is kind of the uh, the main track where he kind of raps, if you will. Um, and the thing is, is it like kind of cute. Well, I, I, I love the song. It's another highlight yeah. for me from the album because uh, while he is like rapping, it's it's very much in a, <laughs> this probably sounds silly, but it, it's very much in a Jack White style. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is he's always kind of had a way of singing that kind of has a bit of a, it's not, you know, explicitly hip hop, but it, it does kind of feel, you know, reliant on the rhythm, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's driven by the rhythm. And so for me, like it, he... It works perfectly. Like his voice works perfectly for the uh, 
the hip hop angle that he's he's thrown at us, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it actually did. I was kind of shocked when I heard it. I was like, yeah. "What is yeah. happening?" It's like it, it it totally makes sense because the but, thing is, like, when you think like, "Oh, the lead singer of the White Stripes is doing kind of a song that's kind of a rap track," I mean, you might yes. be like, "What?" But yeah. like when you hear it, you're like. Oh no! It I mean, totally works. Thing. It totally works. Reading about the album is definitely a whole lot different than listening because I think if you do read about the album, you're gonna have a. There's just a lot of misleading things. Yeah, yeah. In that, and so I highly encourage you to listen to the album in its entirety. Oh, absolutely. And and, and definitely, I would give, actually go as far to say you need to listen to it twice because the first the first time I listened to it, in all honesty, I was a little thrown off. Um, because well, you came in the room and said, Melanie, you're gonna hate this one. Yeah, you're I, absolutely gonna hate this well, one. Well, I just like, it's and I so was like, well, bananas. we'll see, we'll see. You know, yeah. Well, it's it's very different. Like, it's it's very different. Um, it still feels very Jack White, but there's a lot of things that are very different for him. And I would like the first time I listened to it, I was very surprised. I was like, whoa, this is really out there. Like, this is de- and, and even Jack White himself has been quoted at saying this album is very odd. And I think that's, you know, hitting the nail in the coffin. Like, it is very odd, but it's very, um, it's very, it's great. Um, but I think for, like, if you're going to listen to it, and maybe the first time you don't like it, I would give it a second listen. Just like, you know, even if you're like, ah, I don't know, just just give it a second listen and just kind of see how it, it marinates. It's like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of a sip it. Sip it a couple times. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and don't don't develop your opinions when you first hear the song coming on. I would say listen to the whole song. Exactly. Because there are a lot of moments where it either starts off super... Um, Weird. Odd or super eccentric. Hello. <laughs> super eccentric. I, I feel like my husband's just going to go around me now and just be, hello, like the whole time. <laughs> exactly. And he's just, just to annoy me. I feel that's a new, a new thing you're going to do. And so thanks, Jack White, because now I'm going to be dealing with this madman Welcome around to- me and <laughs> making all these weird voices repeating your album. Um, but yeah, so I feel like you got to give it time because a lot of them do kind of... I mean, I used the word explosive earlier, but I mean, a lot of them do kind of like explode into a really cool rock-ish yeah. or blues or whatever or, jazz or, even or song. I mean, a lot of them kind of do kind of go into that. So, um, you know, definitely give the full song a listen because there was a lot of them when I first started. I'm like, I hate this. I hate this so much. And then it would like end and I was like, no, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it so much because it, it ended so strong. Most of the songs did. Um, so yeah. Are there any, are there any other, any other good elements or anything of that nature you want to throw out there? I mean, just to say once again, I, I definitely like the lyrics a whole yeah. lot with this. I, I don't know if we really did it justice so far. I don't know if we well, really talked too much about this, but I, I really enjoyed that. I can say one thing that I think is really interesting, and, and this is and this is actually something I found out because I was watching an interview with Jack White uh, when he's talking about the album. But with uh, the last track, Humoresque, um, that song, uh, one, was not written by Jack White, but apparently the lyrics to it were written by Al Capone while he was in Alcatraz. Awesome. Isn't that crazy? Awesome. So apparently Jack White found, like basically bought the, uh, li- the sheet music with the lyrics written on it uh, at like, some auction. How does that even happen? I no idea. I don't even know how that happened. How but he odd. he he basically like, he 
bought the sheet music and then he just was he had someone start playing the song and what the song is is it's actually a uh, classical piece um and the name of the classical piece is humoresque and uh it was basically what happened was the it was a classical piece that Al Capone had remembered and he basically composed the uh, lyrics to it and uh yeah so they basically so it's basically like a cover in a way but it's not like the song was ever yeah. recorded it was just yeah. like a oh we're gonna play this classical song and sing the lyrics that al capone wrote and to me that's just it's crazy it's just cool you know because it it's like cool. because like when you're listening to it it's definitely like one it's a standout track because it definitely doesn't sound like a jack white song it definitely sounds very different um but when you find out kind of the history behind it you're like oh well that you know that's pretty cool like that you know that's how the song came about uh so i definitely enjoyed it for that um reason um and then uh obviously like i mentioned the guitar work here is just incredible uh i, I the the production work uh, for me is definitely uh, jack white's always kind of been mm-hmm. an artist that generally rushes production like that was one big thing when he was in the oh, white Stri- i don't i don't know anything about that well well ba- based off everything i mean that i I've, don't know i haven't really watched any interviews or anything with him well or... when especially when they talk <laughs> so, about like when expert. he talks about like uh the white stripes era everything was always mm-hmm. rushed and that was intentional because it was more about seeing how they could basically take everything and rush through things as quickly as possible and force themselves to be as creative and think outside the box to basically see how fast they could make the process. Mm-hmm. Um, well, some people thrive under pressure. Exactly. And that's so. exactly what Jack White uh, is. He's one of those individuals that thrives under pressure. And so for him, like, yeah, exactly. He's, you know, said multiple times, like he likes to go on stage. Like they don't, they don't pick a set list, a set list. They go out there and they just kind of read the crowd and see what happens. And then also when Jack, with his solo career, uh, he has two separate bands and he doesn't pick the band that's going to be performing until like basically the night of. And then it's like, oh, you guys are going to be the ones performing. And so it it brings this element of like edge of your seat. You know, you never know what's going to happen next. And you know, that could probably drive some people insane and be like, I'm never working with this guy it's again. It's kind of how it was whenever I was dating PJ. I was always on the edge of my seat. I didn't know if he liked me or if he didn't like me or what was going to happen next. Are we going to go on a date or is he going to break up with me? I had no idea. Um, closet genius at work. <laughs> uh, he always kept me I don't really my, know how to respond to that. On my toes, PJ. Yeah. On my closet toes. genius. What can I say? Um, kept it, me interested. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, <laughs> but... Anyways, the uh, but overall, I really, really enjoyed uh, what this album had to offer. Um, now, w- with that said, there are a couple moments I maybe mm-hmm. wasn't as crazy about. So let's go ahead and dive into the uh, maybe the not so good elements. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Melanie, why don't you go ahead and get us started on maybe what you Getting weren't so crazy sorry. about with this album? Okay, so um, I think the biggest thing is I thought this might be disengaging maybe for some of for some the people. traditional jack white yeah fans that are looking for more like of you a know. rock type deal um I so want i more thought lazaretta. i want more lazaretta you know i wasn't i can say and i'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for this but i wasn't as big of a fan as for with lazaretto that's fine i don't know i don't know why i just couldn't it just never really quite grew on me did you like blunderbuss Yes. Okay. But 
Last Red Hood just never really grew on me. That's but fine. but I could say like okay, so back to this album. Um honestly, I think I mean, we obviously this is fresh out, so not sure how it will impact the fans or not. And I'm not really sure either if he's planning on playing the majority of this album at his uh, on his tour. We will be seeing him live in concert. I can't, yeah, y'all. y'all, I can't. Let me just, one moment, rabbit hole here, or rabbit trail, whatever it is. Is it rabbit? Down the rabbit hole? <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. Alice in Wonderland reference, yay. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Anyways, so I can say... I am super stoked about this upcoming concert because I honestly thought, number one, we were never going to be able to afford tickets to see Jack White in concert because they've always been a little higher. Um, Number two, that we were going to have to be in some crappy mega stadium venue. And I hate concerts at stadiums. I hate it. I hate it so much. I like small venues. I like like outdoor, like pavilions, theaters, those type of things. Um, so we're actually going to get that on this tour, which I was super excited about. And just the fact that we get to see him, uh, live, that's pretty incredible. Cause honestly, oh, yeah. he's one of those artists that you just never know if he's going to come back. Like you just never know, well, like, kinda, you know, he's always going to be doing something in music, yeah, no, but he, you never know if he's going to go on another tour well, I keep expecting or do him to, another like, album. Yeah. I keep expecting him to be like, Oh, I'm just going to produce music now. Cause you know, Cause he is a music producer. Yeah. Like, he's produced uh, several well, very successful albums. And there are so many albums. bands that PJ and I have talked about that. I'm like, man, I really really wish like we would have saw that band um because maybe they did like a final tour like yeah. a farewell tour or something and we missed it or something and i mean both of us you know we kind of grew up on jack white's music so i'm super stoked we actually get to see him oh yeah in i concert. think it's gonna be awesome um so that's gonna be awesome and for all you who haven't gotten your tickets i'd probably highly recommend that because we just never know like yeah. if he's ever gonna tour well you. Like, i can, I can tell you one thing know. i'm excited about is because obviously you know we got tickets before this album was released and so i was a little like you know because obviously you know he's touring an album so he's gonna play a lot from it mm-hmm. so i was kind of curious i'm like oh, i hope it's you know good album and I can say after listening to it now, I'm like, I'm even more excited about the concert because yeah. I'm like, oh, the I can't wait to see how so he does not these sure, songs. Yeah, not sure really what his plans are with that. I, I you know, I'm sure he'll do a mix because a lot of artists, you know, tend to do that where oh, they yeah. do a mix of different you, you albums. Got you got to bring Brack. Bring Brack. <laughs> I can't talk to Bring him along. Words are so hard. Um, but anyway, it's like Chevelle. They're always going to play the red. Yeah. Like at every concert that they do, no matter how albums they have after yeah. that album, and they they're did always great when they performed it live. Gonna we do... saw them play it live. <laughs> they're it always was. stop. They're always gonna play the red. Fun fact: that was my first song I ever played in its entirety on the drums. So congratulations. Yeah, not my favorite song in the world, but it was the first one. So <laughs> it oh, has a little special place in my heart. Awesome. Anyway, so um, if he does choose to do um, quite a few songs from this album, I am kind of concerned that maybe, like I said, it's gonna, you know, just kind of alienate some people because a lot of people will be there maybe maybe for more Rocky Jack. Yeah. Rocky Jack. Sounds Rocky like Jack. a drink name. <laughs> yeah. Rocky Jack. I'll take it Sorry, on the ice. I'll take it. <laughs> Rocky Jack. Um, but maybe, and they might be a little surprised if they haven't listened to this album yeah. with some of this stuff. They might go, oh, this is odd. But you know what? I'm kind of excited because I feel like it's going to be kind of like an Aussie Floyd concert, which is a Pink Floyd cover band that's pretty well known. And they are phenomenal. You got to go see those guys if you haven't already. Um 
where it's just there's so many crazy things happening and lights are everywhere and just it's just craziness and it's just so much fun and so I'm kind of hoping it is that way but I will say um I'm sure there are going to be people who don't listen to this album. They go to the concert. And if he does choose to do it, they might be a little shocked and like, what is that? Is he selling out? But you know what? I got to say to those people, no, I don't think he's selling out. I think he's just trying to come up with um, some new styles of music. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Whether it's for good or bad progression well what's what you know, i think it's is your own opinion but what, what i think is interesting and i know i kind of said this before but this is mm-hmm. definitely one of his biggest uh in a lot of ways changes like he's definitely taken some big steps here and mm-hmm. changing his sound mm-hmm. and and truth be told i don't know if he will ever like this may be one of those albums that it just goes out there and tries something crazy and maybe he doesn't necessarily revisit yeah. that you know or so for me i'm like i think when I think about this album, I really think this is something special. And we may not get more Jack White like this, but I yeah. think for where we are right now, like this is a very neat and special album. But yeah. again, I, I know, I know, I know we kind of, we, we tried to jump into the not so good and then we ended then up we kind ended of going up back into the good. About it again. Okay. Um, but honestly, yeah, I think that would be my biggest fear is that people would maybe feel a little isolated or yeah, kind of yeah. disengaged. Or maybe out of the um, loop uh, with it. Because it, it, it is a lot of new stuff. Because, yeah, it is. And I, I can admit, I don't know if I, I'm in love with every track on this album because yeah. there are some things that I'm like, well, maybe that was too out there or maybe that was just too 80s Well, I can say like, me. like uh, um, track five, Hyper misphonic i think i'm i think okay. i pronounced that correctly that one i i definitely wasn't crazy about and the reason for that one uh me not liking it is just the uh to me the effects and the digital kind of presence were almost too distracting i think it's hyper misophoniac uh, okay that's fair um but it, for me i just I, it almost feels like it was too much like it was it was just too crazy digitally funky and all this stuff and i you know i it's not that I, I, I can uh, get behind them because of, you know, the fact that they have guts and they're trying something. But, and uh, I, you know, I, I got to tell you, wasn't the biggest fan of Connected by Love, although I really enjoyed the lyrics, but yeah. I wasn't the biggest fan of that song. I actually think probably the strongest parts of the album were in the middle. Okay. I, I don't know if for me the album started off super strong, um, but I definitely feel like, well, I mean, Why Walk It Out was pretty good. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I, I so maybe there were some pretty good songs, but I think it got really strong in the middle okay. of the album. I know. I know. For me, like, connected by love definitely grew on me because the first time I heard it, I wasn't crazy about it. But then the more I heard about it, the more I heard it, it kind of it really is catchy and it really gets stuck in your head. And because like I'm you know walk around the house and I keep thinking like yeah connected. And I'm just like that's what I'm saying. It's like that Cheerio. It just oh sticks there. It's like in your head. It's like a Cheerio. It's like a mush Cheerio in your hair. And the thing is, it's not like in a bad way. Yeah. It's not like in a bad way. It's just, it's definitely like, it stays with you. Yeah. Yeah. And, it stays and with there's you. There's a lot of music that doesn't do that. So for me, I'm like mad props uh, for that, um, from that perspective. Um, but, and I know it's funny because I know we're going to the negatives and every negative is kind of converted into a bit of a positive here um but i think i think the main conversation i i think the main i think the main thing uh that it kind of resonates that you know i think kind of uh lines up with every point that we brought up when it comes to the negatives is just the fact that the album is odd it's very strange and uh that can potentially maybe 
not work for some people. Were there any other um, negatives that you can think of other than just like, you know? No, I, I don't think so. I think I think that was pretty much it. Um, and so I, I know it's kind of a, the negatives are shrouded with positives. But the truth is, is I, I really enjoyed a lot of this album and even the weirder moments. Like I definitely had a lot of respect for. Um, I can say uh, track three, Corporation, uh, mm-hmm. was for me kind of a less interesting version of Respect Commander. And it's also okay. a very long song. Sense. It's like five minutes and 39 seconds. And for yeah, me, that one definitely kind of... Like it, the longest song. Yeah, it kind of dragged on for me. And, you know? and and especially because I heard Respect Commander, it was the type of thing that I'm like, oh, Respect Commander is... It, it, it ebbs and flows, and there's a lot of surprises in that track. Yeah, and it's every, a really fun track. Yeah, every time it every time there's a change in the song, it's mm-hmm. like it almost gets better and better as it progresses. Yeah. Whereas Corporation, while it's not a terrible song, it's definitely one of the least one one of the tracks I was not as interested in. Yeah. Um. And and I think overall, though, and why don't we go ahead and jump into kind of our scores with the album? Yeah. yeah. Um. I I would give uh Boarding House Reach an eight out of ten. And, uh, and I, you know, it's funny cause originally I had it down as a nine out of 10. Um, but I was thinking wow, about it a little that's bit. that's really high. <laughs> yeah, I know it is very high. So for me, I, I bumped it down to an eight out of 10. And, yeah. and the reason I bumped it down was, um, just because of the fact that, uh, I kind of, I, you know, I, I think for me, like, I think this album where it is right now is, is eight out of ten, but I think as as it ages, it really potentially has the uh, the ability to go even higher mm-hmm. up in my like how I like it. Yeah. But for me, and maybe this sounds a little prudish, but I, I want I want to give the album room to get even better. Like I don't want to yeah. like put it up on a pedestal and be like, oh, this is great, and then kind of yeah, I have agree. it let me down. Like I'd rather I'd rather set set my you know my excitement a little bit lower and be like oh no i really like it i'm gonna see how it ages and then like as it gets older maybe grow to enjoy it even more because where it's at right now i really like it but i'm i've kind of learned in my years of listening to music and talking about music and enjoying music that sometimes if you get too excited about an album and listen to it too much and talk about it too much you can kind of kill it for yourself you know so for me when i first listened to it well when i first listened to it i was like not sure about it but the second time i listened to it i was like oh my goodness i think this is incredible this might be a masterpiece and then i was like hold on pj dial it back like dial it back a little bit let's let's think about this let let, let it let it age let it marinate and then come back to it and kind of reassess it so where i'm at right now it's at a strong eight out of ten yeah but truth be told in a year it could be a 9 out of 10. It could be a 10 out of 10. As I don't know. As we grow and mature. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I can say that it's in a, it, it, it is an album that very much feel like feels mm-hmm. like it is going to age very well from my perspective. Yeah, yeah. So I think for me, um, when I heard um, the Connected by Love song, I, I, you know, especially because that's the first song that you start out with, I was just like, I don't know. And even the first time I kind of listened through stuff, I was like, I don't know how I feel. I would probably had a pretty low score for it on our uh, one out of 10 scale mm-hmm. um like probably five or below Ooh, maybe ouch. but but here's the thing after kind of listening to it again and thinking about it and really just kind of embracing the differences mm-hmm. on this album from like what a lot of people are doing yeah. now musically i think for me i'll give it a, a solid seven Okay. I think I'll give it a solid seven. And 
I agree. You know, sometimes you can get hyped up or sometimes you can just be really ticked off at an album and you give it a score and then you go, oh, well, maybe I was a little too harsh or something later down the road. Um, when you're thinking about it, you're like, oh, man, I, I, I don't know if I feel that way. Um, but right now, I'm pretty comfortable giving it a seven just because, yes, it's unique. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a new um a new individual and you haven't listened to anything that Jack White has done. I don't know if this is the first album I would start you on. Yeah. You know, I, I if you're well, trying me, to make somebody a fan, yeah, I don't know if me, this would be the album to start somebody it, on. It's a great album to uh, progress with Jack White. Yeah, through. yeah. It, it's not necessarily like a, oh, we're going to start listening to Jack White. Like, and, and that's why I think in a lot of ways, if, if you're a fan of Jack White's music, you know, start at the beginning. Start with White Stripes. Yeah, and I then think progress to. But the I do think it's so easy for people when they are trying to experience new artists to go on like Spotify or something, yeah. and they just see kind of the latest thing, and they go, yeah. "Oh, what are they up to?" and and they listen to it. And I don't know if that would be the wisest idea on this one. I think yeah, yeah you kind of get need to get to know, uh, the vibes. Yeah, that Jack White sends off with his music. Just kind of that. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Just. You kind of need to get to to know him in a way as a musician, and maybe you don't start off with this album. Uh, maybe start off with some other albums, but I definitely think everybody should give this one a listen. It was a pretty solid album, um, pretty good uh, lyrically and, and musically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, this would not be an album that I would introduce somebody to. Jeff yeah, White's and music I think that's with. fair. I think that's a fair yeah. assessment. Um, but anyways, I know, I know we've kind of gone pretty long today and, and please tell us in the comment section or just give us some feedback on if y'all, um, enjoy the podcast being a little bit longer. Obviously in the past, we've kind of kept it 20 minutes, but more recently we've been kind of, you know, pushing it closer well, to 45 minutes to an hour. Don, and we've yeah. So I, I know we've been going a little bit ones. longer, but if y'all are like, Oh yeah. my goodness, it's dragging on, hurry up and get to the point. Uh, that's okay. Just let us know. Um, we'd love to kind of hear y'all's feedback and let us know. Uh, I totally repeat myself here, but I, I mean, I always do so bad on these outros. Like this yeah. is definitely the weakest point for me personally. Um, but anyways, thank you all so much for listening. And we really appreciate um, kind of the community that we're building here. Yeah. We're excited to talk some more. It's super fun to have people who are around the world like commenting yeah. or, you know, reaching out to us and be like, hey, I live over here. And yeah, and that's super awesome. Like, awesome. Keep it up. Like, um, share this with your friends and also be looking out for our website that's hopefully going to be released next weekend if PJ and I agree on colors of all things there you go. on that website. So be looking out for that, and we really appreciate you listening tonight. Thank you.